be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. That's what Jesus says at the end of the parable. He preached to this great crowd, calling them to listen to him, to take to heart what he said. Mark's account of this parable even begins with the command of Jesus, listen, it's a command, pay attention. Because hearing, it's an important thing. It's the central part of our lives in Christ. So the parable he told to them is the ultimate parable, the parable par excellence, the parable of the sower. And that's what God calls you to hear today, to hear him. Now, last week we heard about God saving us by his grace alone. Grace alone was last week, today, scripture alone or word alone, and then next week, faith alone. So everything relies on God's mercy and his favor towards us in Christ. That's how he saves us. His generosity, that's our salvation. Now today Jesus is teaching about the delivery of this through the word of God. It's a special thing, a particular thing the Lord has appointed as his means, as the word of God to be preached to his people. And so Jesus said to the crowd, he said, a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into the good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So the fact that Jesus sows the seed, which Matthew's gospel tells us Jesus is the sower, the fact that he sows this word of God is something. So here he is, he preaches the word to all nations and peoples. He's sowing it out, sowing these things. I was on a, a radio broadcast a couple of weeks ago and we were going through this parable in Mark's gospel. And the, and the guy who hosted the program said, you're a pastor in Iowa. And so he started asking me questions about farming. I said, no, 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 wait a minute. Don't go there. I don't want to put my foot in my mouth again. Don't know how that goes, but we were talking about sowing, right? Planting these things like that. But Jesus tells us this who he is, he's what he does. He sows the seed, it goes out. God's word goes out. And when God's seed is sown, it accomplishes something. It accomplishes his purposes, that he sends it. He teaches us that in the reading from Isaiah. God's word is living and active the word, the word from Hebrews tells us as well. So there's a reason then why we call that a means of grace, because it's the means or instrument through which God delivers Jesus and salvation. It happens through the word, not alongside the word, not above the word or under the word, through the word of God, because they're not mere words. It's the very spirit of God, his breath working to and through it. So all of those reasons then, the word of God then, is trampled, it's devoured, it just withers, it choked. And when you think about it, it makes sense. Not because God's word is the problem, but Jesus goes on and he tells us, he said the seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard, then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. 
And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a while, and in times of testing fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. Now there's no guessing here or leaving you in a suspense of what happens, what's going on in all of this. It's from the very mouth of Jesus himself. This is why this parable, he leaves no bones about it. This is what this means. So what do we see? The devil attacks God's people. The devil attacks the word, and he uses that image of a bird swooping down. He tells us also people fall away when at hard times come because their faith was shallow. It had no root. It was a fair-weather faith that liked believing in these things when times were good and joyful. But then when the going gets tough, well, then there are those who get caught up with the cares and riches and pleasures of life. Their faith takes a back seat to the word, to the world, and it never does anything. We would call that a dead faith. So each time we hear these accounts of this seed and what happens in these soils, it should terrify us. Because all of those should terrify us when we hear these words, because when we hear them and we look at our lives, the lives of our family, our friends, we see these things, they're not just a parable, they're not just some story Jesus is saying, hypothetically, what if this were to happen? No, we know it happens. We look around us. We see it firsthand in our lives and even in our own lives. So that's where then the parable of the sower in this instance is a warning to us, lest we become that seed that just is taken away, falls away from the faith or simply has a dead faith that doesn't produce, rather it just goes through the motions. All of these are eternally deadly. And so Jesus warns you against all of these things. Now in the church, as the people of God, you have been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. And it's not like it's some secret handshake, but the spirit has given, been given to you you're preached to these things and know what God says. The words of Jesus to you are the words of the Savior, and you have ears to hear. So having ears to hear, then, you listen carefully and take seriously these warnings. You realize, too, and understand that you need to be a hearer of the word of God. You know when you look at yourself apart from Christ, you see bad soil. You see your life. You see the dangers you walk in in this world as the devil is wanting to devour you any way he can, and he's around the next corner trying to sneak up on you and pounce. You know there's a temptation to view your Christian life not lived in view of and under the cross of suffering persecution and a daily dang to sin and to new life, that there's a temptation instead to just think it's all about happiness, joy, not having to suffer. You're called to recognize the danger of these things, lest you become complacent. And then, when times of trial do come, when you are on your deathbed, you retreat away from hearing the word of God, or going through your lives not living according to it. And yes, you are admonished to a faith that doesn't simply sit and let the word of God go in one ear and out the other but take it to heart and actually do what God commands you as you have been, been given a new life in Christ. So listen again to that last group Jesus spoke about. Jesus said, as for that in the good soil, 
They're those who, hearing the word, hold it fast and an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. So that's what your life in Christ is to look like. And did you catch how different that group was, the last one from the previous ones that Jesus mentioned? Jesus says they hold it fast and an honest and good heart. That is, they acknowledge and they confess their sin. They're honest before God. And they know that goodness comes only from the one who alone is good and perfect, Jesus, the one who has created in him a clean heart and renew a right, renewed a right spirit within him. Which, by the way, that's what we always sing in Divine Service Setting 3 after what? The sermon when the word of God has been preached to us. So this good soil, too, bears fruit with patience. Bearing fruit comes from faith that is fed, nurtured, and cultivated by God who has given this faith through his word. It lives and continues to grow to, and hear God's word and receive his sacraments because it knows that is where salvation is given. That's where it looks to the sower of the seed, Jesus. It's where it finds its life. And all of that is done in patience, a fruit of the spirit which suffers, endures, and is steadfast knowing that your labor is not in vain, knowing that there is a future glory beyond compare. And it bears fruit by the Holy Spirit, showing forth a living, active faith. As he goes home, talks about the word he has heard with his wife, his kids, his friends, and neighbors. It confesses these things. And we know and live what it looks like to see God's word and it gives Christ and eternal life to people who in their sin rightly deserve hell. There's a book by C.S. Lewis called The Screwtape Letters. Maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. If you haven't, you should go read it if you haven't ever read it. Every time we hear about the parable of the sower, I always think about the screw tape letters. Other times, too. The screw tape letters, what C.S. Lewis does is it's like he has these correspondence between uh, a demon who's been sent to tempt a certain Christian or tempt somebody, and he writes back to a, his uncle, um, his uncle's uh, screw tape. And so then they talk about the devil, and it's kind of a reverse, and just the temptations that people go about. But a lot of the stuff, it like tempts them, which much of what Jesus talks about in the parable of the sower, getting caught up in the cares of this life. This was written around World War II, so caring about those things. But then it specifically addresses people sitting in the pews, right? Hearing the word of God. But what does he say you tempt them? Look at the people in front of you. Think about how much money they have. Think about how you know that they've treated their neighbor poorly. Think about all these different things, right? Even hearing the word of God in the church, we have that temptation to actually not hear it, to let it go in one ear and out the other, to get caught up in many and other things, or just to walk out from this place and say, okay, what's next? What's next now that I've put in this time to hear this word of God today? But the good soil doesn't just hear the word of God and forget about it. It soaks it up because it's parched ground and it's savoring every drop of water to quench it. And it confesses this word, word in his words and actions. Right? Today is a high holy day of the Super Bowl. Right? Some of you high, holier than other days with Super Bowl days. The Browns, hey, they made it farther than they have in a long time. But think about how often people this week will then be talking about the game that happened on Sunday evening, right? For years to come, the commentary, last year this, last year that. If only we treated God's word that way that we heard. 
So we bear fruit because God's word produces this life and the mercy of God then spills over into the lives of others. Anytime you hear about God's cup or mercy in the scriptures, you hear about it overflowing because the Christian forgives. The Christian confesses the faith because he has first been forgiven. He forgives one another and he loves his neighbor. And that's what Jesus is teaching you today in all of this. And it yields a hundredfold. It produces great fruit. So Jesus says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. So dear saints of God, take comfort in all of this before you this morning. Because you have the sower of the seed, Jesus. And look to him alone today. Cling to him because he is the one who didn't fall into the temptations of the devil. He's the one who is the very word of God made flesh, the seed of the woman, as Genesis 3 tells us. The one who was never complacent, but set his face like flint towards Jerusalem and was faithful during times of trial, times of great suffering, times of these things like that. The one who didn't get caught up in the cares of this world, but the one who overcame the world. He is the one who said to his disciples in John 20 or John 12, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. So he's the one who's done it. He's the one who is, it's finished and it's all for you. So here, listen as you have been given ears to hear. See Jesus crucified and risen for you, proclaiming that you're forgiven, that you have eternal life, that you are children of the kingdom of God. So baptized into Christ, then, that's all yours. Hear his word, knowing the secrets of the kingdom of God are yours. You are wise unto salvation. Feast at his supper and find refreshment for your souls as your sin is forgiven and you have life and salvation. Find rest in Jesus, who was Lord of the Sabbath and sows the seed of the word in your life and accomplishes those purposes in your life, what he has sent it to do, even as he has. You're redeemed by the blood of Christ. You have eternal life. Hear this, now and forever. Amen.